And I had somebody ask me here lately, this is before we were even talking last night, somebody asked me here lately, they were talking about re-baptism, and they said, where in the Bible would anybody ever get re-baptized in the New Testament? Well, you really don't see people getting re-baptized in the New Testament. If they've been baptized at some point in their life, you don't see it again. But there's a very simple reason why. What we see in the New Testament is just a little window of church history at the very beginning when there was a unified church. Do you realize what Paul wrote in Ephesians 4, which was written 20 years after the time of Christ? He said there's one body. If there was one body and there was one ministry of that one body that was baptizing in that one body, you probably wouldn't have to worry about whether or not there were conditions that might make you want to get rebaptized. The baptism was the right kind of baptism. The men doing the baptizing were the right kind of men doing the baptizing. That has not always been the case. There have been three different things I started mentioning. One of them is there are times when baptism has been the wrong kind of baptism. It wasn't biblical baptism. Somebody was brought up in an environment where their concept of baptism was aspersion or effusion, which are theological terms for pouring water on someone's head or sprinkling water on someone's head. That is not biblical baptism. It's not the baptism described in the Bible. It's not even what the word baptism means. Baptism means an immersion, a full saturation. Every baptism is that way. Every baptism is a full submersion. You think when you receive the Holy Spirit baptism, you're just getting a touch that affects part of you? Or is it truly affecting all of you? Every baptism affects your whole being. Water baptism, it's not intended to just get your head wet, you know. I've got water running down my head. Every one of them is intended to fully saturate you. So that's a bottom line thing. There's other things. You've got to have a man that's called of God to baptize you. Now, I said in our Bible study, somebody brought up this question, and this is controversial, but I'm going to say it here to you. I may or may not let it go out on the CDs when we send them out, but I'll say it to you. Listen, God can honor whatever God chooses to honor. If God sees your heart, and a man that wasn't even a called man of God is who baptized you, but God sees your heart and knows you were genuine, He can choose to honor that. It doesn't mean you have to be afraid and say, oh, maybe the minister that baptized me was an ungodly man, or maybe he wasn't even called of God. You say, what do you mean, a minister not called of God? You think there's any ministers not called of God? I don't mean just presently. There's some people that can lose their relationship with God. That's pretty horrible. There's one reason. A minister who was called of God that disqualifies himself from that calling through his choices, through maybe immorality or something else, a person disqualifies themselves. You can disqualify yourself from a position in God's kingdom. There's things you can do that you won't be seeing on this platform if you do them. If I know you do them, because they will disqualify you from the moral condition you need to be in to be a representative that's up here on the platform. I'm talking about a leadership type position. That's just how it works. There could be somebody who was called, but disqualified themselves and maybe was in an unclean state. And that's the person that baptized you. And you might say to yourself, I don't know if they were right with God. And I would like to be baptized again. Don't get off track on this and want to be careful how I say it because some of our precious brothers overseas who I work with will hear this and they may not understand the inflection of how I'm saying in the English and go teach something I don't want taught that isn't what I'm saying. Listen, you're not getting rebaptized if that's the case. If somebody wasn't even called to God or lost their calling as the one that baptized you, you're not getting rebaptized if you get baptized again. You're getting baptized. Because you may not have been really baptized the first time. That's rough. But listen, if God has a process 
If he's got a way that he wants things done and you do it some other way, then you didn't really do it. If you did it some way other than the way God wants it done, you didn't do it. So like I said, God could accept it because you didn't know the person was in that condition possibly and your heart was honest and he may honor your heart. But I think that's the kind of God he is. I don't think he would say, well, you're in trouble because you were baptized by somebody that was an unclean individual. You didn't even know it. He's not going to hold that against you. I don't believe. But I'll tell you what I would do if it was me. If I knew there'd been somebody that baptized me that I knew was not right with God when they baptized me, I would want to get baptized. I'm not going to even say rebaptized. I'd want to get baptized so that I knew I really got baptized in the right way. It's not hard to get baptized unless you're scared of water. Then there may be a condition where there was a man who was never called to begin with. Not that he became immoral or did something, he just never was called. I said here a minute ago, do you think there are any ministers in this world who are not called of God? There are plenty. Because being called of God is not deciding, you know what, I kind of think it'd be nice to sit in the high seat, so to speak, to be in the spotlight, to be the leader, to be the one everybody looks to. And I kind of like the environment of the church anyway, so maybe I should be a pastor. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go apply to a seminary and get a certificate. A certificate does not make you a minister any more than what I said. Giving you a certificate that says you're a member of the Gospel Assembly Church of Mansfield, Ohio doesn't make you a member. Only God can do that. Only God can call a man. You don't call yourself. You don't decide you're going to be a minister, decide you're going to be a pastor of a church. God decides you're going to be a pastor of a church. A lot of times when God decides you, you may not have the same idea about your life that he has. I didn't necessarily have that idea about my life. It's one of the reasons, you may not realize this, one of the reasons I left church for a few years as a young person is because I felt the calling of God building on my life and I wanted to avoid the cost and have my own way in my life. So I went away from the Lord to avoid the cost of the ministry. But there are some people that think you can become a minister just out of the desire of your own heart and education. And maybe then going and applying for the job and going to an assembly and showing your talents to the people. And then they vote on whether or not they want you to be the one. In that little sentence, all kinds of things that are absolutely unbiblical. There's no voting pastors into the ministry. God puts men in the ministry. The saints don't put people in the ministry. The saints recognize it, and they ought to. If you don't think God's called somebody to the ministry, you may not want to be in that church. Somebody says, God called me to the ministry, but you can see in their life they obviously are not called to the ministry or they've disqualified themselves. You shouldn't be in the church. Amen? If you're in the church, be there because you know it's a called man of God that's standing there in that position. It ought to be a called man of God. Jesus, I started saying, wasn't baptizing. It says he was baptizing, but then just the next chapter or so, it says his disciples were baptizing, and it says Jesus baptized no one. That's where you can't cherry-pick scriptures. You have to read the whole thing to get the whole understanding. Really, what it meant when it said Jesus was baptizing, I want you to think about this. Maybe this will get a few more people to want to be baptized today if you realize this is what's going on here today. Listen, saints, Jesus is going to baptize some folks today. I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. I mean water baptized. What do you think of that? Does it make anybody who hadn't been baptized want to get baptized? Jesus himself is going to be involved in the water baptism today. My Lord. That makes me want to get baptized. 
If somebody feels qualified, they could probably baptize me. Might want to figure out if you're qualified, because you'd have to be qualified to baptize an individual. You have to be qualified, saints. That's part of what I've been talking about. You will not find a single example in the entire Scripture of anyone but a minister baptizing anyone in water. It's an evangelist. It's a pastor. It's somebody. Philip was an evangelist. It's somebody that filled one of those five offices of the ministry that was doing the baptizing. You will never see another person doing it. Now, you might argue that maybe there were other people that did it, and maybe that leaves a loophole. But I'm going to tell you, I would rather just stick to what I know is in the Bible. And what I know is in the Bible is the only person baptizing were ministers called to those offices by God. Not because they got a sheepskin or whatever you call it from a college, because they just had a yearning in their heart to have the kind of position a minister has. Or maybe they just had, I don't mean it was a bad motive, maybe their motive was good, maybe they got a very charitable motive and they thought, I really love to serve people. Well, there are processes through which God prepares people for the ministry that very way. Do you realize Philip himself, who did such a powerful work there with the Ethiopian eunuch and there in Samaria, opened up the gospel to Samaria, started off as a deacon, what we call a deacon in the church, meaning he was just one of the men serving the tables and helping the widows and the orphans and other things in the church? because the apostles were so busy with the work of the ministry. It's just the nature of the weight of the responsibility. We cannot be the ones to be doing the visitation. Somebody has to do it. We just do not have the capability to keep up with it. And they prayed and God gave them those seven men. Among them were two of the mightiest ministers in the next few chapters. What do you think of that? Sixth chapter of Acts describes those seven men being called. Among them were Stephen and Philip. Philip is the one that opened the door of the gospel to the Samaritans. That is a powerful man of God. Started off just serving tables, and God promoted him to a place where he was right underneath those apostles. He did every single thing necessary except what an apostle was needed for, and then Peter and John came up to Samaria and did the work that they needed to do. He did everything else. You see Stephen in the seventh chapter preach one of the most powerful messages of judgment on the whole nation of Israel. These were men that started serving tables, visiting the sick, taking care of the widows. The process was that God took them and saw their hearts, saw the service they were willing to give His people and promoted them, but only God can promote. Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the south. It comes from God. So only God can call somebody. So somebody has to be called. They could be disqualified, and that might cause you to say, I've had people get baptized again through the years. I say baptized again, rebaptized, or maybe just baptized, because whatever happened the first time, they're not certain that the person that baptized them, when they look back on the situation, was really called of God. Maybe they're not certain the person that baptized them was really in right relationship with God. And just to be on good ground with God and to feel at peace in their heart, they're saying, I just would like to be baptized again so I know. I have confidence, and I pray anybody that I ever baptized can say this, I have confidence in the man who is baptizing me that he is called of God and he is a clean and holy man of God. You better have that confidence if you're going to be able to sit under a pastor and work with him and him working with you and the whole process that goes into leadership. You have to have that confidence. If you don't, that is tremendously problematic. You can't force that confidence. It has to come because something genuine. I've seen people try to force that type of confidence by fear. You have to listen to me. You need to trust me. Trust does not work like that. Trust is based on you demonstrating you're trustworthy. Follow me as I follow Christ. If I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. 
And then there's sometimes folks that when they were baptized, perhaps they were very young. And uh, I was telling Brother and Sister Bishop this last night when, when Sister got baptized, she came to me and said, I know that the man that baptized me is a good and godly man of God. She goes, but I was so young when I got baptized. I just don't know if I consciously understood just how incredible it was what I was doing. It was just like going through the motions. My parents wanted me to get baptized, so I got baptized. She goes, I don't know if I really chose in my own heart. I was just going along with the program, you know. I love the Lord, but I thought, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. But I'm going to tell you, you need to want to do it. You don't just do it because I need to check the box. I haven't done that yet. I need to check the box. You do it because you want to do it. You can't imagine not doing it. I've got to be baptized. Be like the Ethiopian eunuch. There's water. Will you please baptize me right now? Let's not wait. Do it right now. Because you want that deeper relationship with the Lord. Baptism in and of itself, water baptism, isn't going to give you a deeper relationship with the Lord. Because what it is, is an expression that you've made that commitment to the Lord. But what it will do is cause you to be conscious of that relationship you have with the Lord in a very powerful way. Because you're publicly demonstrating, I have made a commitment that everybody can see and experience with you. So some folks were just at an age. I know I was baptized right. There was nothing wrong with the way I was baptized as a minister. She goes, but I didn't really understand the full weight of what it was. And I want to get baptized again now that I know the weight. And I'm going to tell you what, I know what I felt. It was something very special. I know what she felt. She came out of that water speaking in tongues. She knew something had happened. So there's a lot of reasons someone might get baptized. The most natural and the most normal and the most biblical, the only biblical, in the little window of the scripture we have that's no more than about 40 years of writing, unless you include Revelation, is baptism because you have gone through a conversion experience and you are making a public declaration, I was dead in trespasses and sins, but I have come out of that condition into a new way of life, a new walk. And so we don't baptize people into water. We baptize them out of the water. I always say this whenever we have a water baptismal service. So I know it's going to get old, but I want you to really have it driven home deep. You don't get baptized in the water to put you into anything. You're already in it, or you don't need to be baptized in water. You're already in relationship with the Lord, or you shouldn't be baptized in water. But if you are in relationship with the Lord, what getting baptized in water is saying is, I want to come out of relationship with the world. I want to leave the world behind. Otherwise, and you know what I'm about to say, and I actually said this to one dear saint, and I think it scared the wits out of him. I think they thought I was serious. They said to me, I want to get baptized so I can be in the church. And I said, dear sister, I didn't say it quite like that. I said it a little more tender even than that. I said, you're probably already in the church if you're wanting to get baptized, aren't you? I said, you've accepted the Lord, haven't you? I said, you're not getting baptized to get put in the church. You're getting baptized to make a public declaration that I'm leaving the world behind now that I am in the church. Since I've committed myself to the church, I'm going to leave the world back there. And she said, well, I'm getting baptized into the water. I said, well, here's the thing. If you're getting baptized into something, you local saints know what I'm about to say, then here's what I'll do. I'll just put you under and hold you down. Because if you're going into something by water baptism, why in heaven's name would you want to come out? If the glory is going in, then stay in. Now, I've never yet had anybody offer to stay in. Don't offer because I'm not going to keep you in. The glory is not going in. The glory is coming out. 
That's the statement you're making. When you break out of that water, you're saying, I am leaving the world behind. Powerful but very poetic statement in the book of Revelation, talking about the sea of mankind, waters and the sea, all those turbulent waters, you know. All of us would be drowning in the sea of mankind if the Lord hadn't reached down and lifted us out. So it's a beautiful expression of that. The answer of a good conscience towards God. Not the putting away of the sins of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. It's not the putting away the sins of the flesh because those things were already put away. They were put away by your conversion experience. And because they were put away, Brother Terry can give his own testimony if he liked, but I'll give it too in part. He was in a situation where he was going through some things when he was baptized in water, he was telling me. I won't go into the details of it. That's up to you to do that at some point if you want. But he was in a situation where he didn't know if he was clearly thinking as deep as he could think about what he was really doing. He was kind of checking the box maybe in a way. And he said, that's one reason I'd really want to be baptized again is because where I was at when I got baptized, I'm not sure my mind was... Maybe he wasn't realizing his conscience wasn't clear yet. His conscience was still in the process of being cleared. You know, until your conscience is really completely clear and you really know what that means, that's part of the process. So the opportunity is open. I don't think there's a person in this building who would not be qualified to be baptized in water if they would like to be so today. Maybe some of our very youngest children and your parents would know that. And if any of our children want to be baptized today, they are very welcome to do so. If their parents feel that they're qualified to that, I don't have to sit down. I've done it before. There's a few times where we had enough of the children that wanted to baptize. I just brought them down here. I don't know if some of you saints know this because you may not have been here. I brought them down here, Sister Sharon lined them up on the pew, and I sat down on the bottom step, just sat there and talked to them for a little bit about their experience with the Lord. Didn't put them on the spot. I just asked them some questions about believing in God, about their relationship with the Lord. Felt such a sweet spirit from those little guys. And I knew, I knew from the genuineness of their answers to me that they were qualified, but I don't need to do that. Anybody that's got children, if there's a parent, that parent knows where their children are at. If any of our children that are here or not here want to get baptized. I told you Josiah's story, Joe. That's one of the funniest ones I've ever had of anyone getting baptized. He walks in the office, said he wanted to have a man-to-man talk with me, Sister Helen, which is a kind of an inside joke, I guess you'd call it, between her and I. Once in a while she says she wants to have a man-to-man talk with me, however you want to take that. It's always a good talk, by the way. But uh, he said, I want to have a man-to-man talk with you, Brother Bear. I said, all right, Josiah. Josiah's 10. I said, all right, Josiah. He's 40. 10 going on 40, you're right. He is a grown man in a 10-year-old body is what Josiah is. Josiah proceeds to tell me, I want to be baptized. I feel like I'm ready to be baptized. I want to know if you'd be willing to baptize me. And as soon as possible, Brother Bear, I mean right now if it's possible. And I asked him a couple questions. And after I asked him a couple questions, I said, I'd be happy to baptize you. I said, have you talked to your parents about this? He said, nope. I said, were you planning on talking to him about it? He goes, I said, do you want me to talk to him about it? He goes, <laughs> I said, Josiah, I'm going to have to talk to him about it. I'm not going to take someone's child and go baptize them. Their parent doesn't even know what's about to happen. So I went and talked to Brother Ryan, and he said, yeah, Josiah's really been feeling something. I could tell something has really changed, and he's really wanting to make another move forward in the Lord. And what a sweet and precious spirit we felt when Josiah got baptized here. He is a 10-year-old going on 40. He's a serious young man. He's serious about things that he does, whatever they might be, his interest, his commitment to the Lord, all those things. And I appreciate that spirit in him, but that's what the qualification is. Have you cleared your conscience? Let me make it as simple as possible. Sometimes I go through scriptures and break down of what it takes to be qualified. Here it is. Is your conscience clear? 
Now, that's a little harder for kids to understand what that means. Do you feel like God's angry at you about something? Here's a children's level question. You feel like God might be upset with you about something? God's not happy with you about something, children? <laughs> I don't think we have any children get baptized today, but they're welcome to. Do you feel like God's not happy with you about something? You know what you need to do if you feel that, right? Tell him you're sorry. Ask him to forgive you. You know if you do that with a genuine heart, your conscience will then be clear. Your conscience is that part of you that feels uncomfortable when you're outside God's will and feels comfortable when you are. Feels an unrest when you're not right with God. Feels at rest, at peace when you are right with God. If you don't feel right with God, you need to get that cleared up before you go in the water. But you know what's really incredible about God? If one of you wanted to get baptized today and you don't feel right with God, between the time you get up out of your chair and go over there to the baptismal, that can all be fixed. All you've got to do is ask Him to forgive you. All you've got to do is tell Him, I believe in you, Lord. I'm sorry for what I've done. Will you please forgive me so I can have a clear conscience? And then you can come up here, and the answer of that clear conscience will be you getting baptized in water. Is that simple enough? After two hours or whatever it is that I've been up here? So what we are going to do in the next couple of minutes, one of the brethren will just let them work it out among themselves through a wrestling match or whatever it requires. They won't even do that. It'd be more likely that they'd be passing the buck. Not because they want to avoid it, but because they're gentlemen. But I'll let the brethren decide which one of them would like to receive an offering when we receive our offering. During the offering, those that would like to be baptized, I know right now it's brother and sister bishop, but anyone else for that matter, go on back. If they need to change into some other clothes, get changed into those clothes. And then whichever one of you, the offering, can pick up the responsibility of closing the service with prayer. Well, then what I want to do, I know for sure brother and sister bishop are going to be baptized. I didn't say this to either one of you, but my wife had said something to me this morning that just really touched my heart, and I really felt to do this. This doesn't sound right. Sounds like it's not good manners. But I want to baptize Brother Bishop first, and then I want you to stay in there with me, Brother Bishop. This is your wife. I want you to be a part of baptizing your wife. I'm going to baptize her, but I want you there with me. I want you right beside me. This is a man that has God's hand on his life and has for a long time. Here I hear people back there saying, yes, Brother Bishop. Now you can feel it too. God has had his hand on Brother and Sister Bishop and their family. He's got to work for them. He's got a calling on their lives, and I want that to be part of this service. How precious for a husband to be able to be there with his wife and part of her baptism and vice versa. So we're going to go out of order and use bad manners so we can use good manners. We're going to let you get baptized first. And then you just stay in there with me and we'll baptize Sister Bishop. And anyone else that wants to be baptized, you can stay with me for those as well if anyone else does. I don't know if we've got some others. I hope we do. I, uh, I believe today that I'd like to join you. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Joe. I, uh, you can hear how the people feel about it. Trying to be obedient to God's word. I came to this walk late in my life, but God has made room for me, and I believe He's still making room for me, and I'm going to be part of this. Praise God. Praise God. You don't know this, Joe, but this whole service, every single time I panned across this way, I felt something touch me in my heart. Every time I panned across, I felt your name in my mind. That's wonderful.